this week on Androids and Aliens. So you feel as if whatever was going on here, you weren't the first people to come. A friendly guide decrypts ancient clues. Tumsy, he finds fragmentary notes that talk about paying respect. Talks about messengers from beyond. Loskialua, Monastery of Starsong, Embassy of the Spheres, and Temple of the Twelve. And mysteries unravel into hope. Perhaps Loskialua is the forsaken city. Perhaps this is where we are heading. Nick Friss is a little annoyed with Tumsy. That's my job. You're doing my bit. But the jungle remains unfathomable. All of you kind of look back. You see right on the path that you were walking, but a hundred feet away or so, a really colorful plant that's right on the path you just walked. Will the team's first contact be their last? You need to get closer to figure out what it is. Oh yeah, you do. But it's it does fast. appear to be breathing, just staring at you a hundred feet away in the middle of the path. The adventure continues. I don't often do this. In fact, I've never done it. No. This is it, guys. This is it. The last episode of Androids and Aliens <laughs> no. before Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. But do they even know it's Christmas in Castroville? I, I wonder. <laughs> Eleanor, do your people celebrate the Christmas? Dude, we invented Christmas. Oh. But we call it Yule. Yule. Mm. No, You'll be every sorry. Time, every time I ask you guys to speak Swedish, it sounds like a baby farting. <laughs> Yule. 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 Um, tell me more about this invention of Christmas. No, actually, I think it was a Swedish uh, guy, an artist, who who drew the first like Coca-Cola f- Santa Claus, the red, like the... You know, the one that we associate with Santa? Yep, that's where... Here goes Matthew. He's (laughs) often... He will research everything you say. He'll fact check you instantly. uh, So you're saying that Christmas didn't exist until Coca-Cola existed? That's what I was going to say. So that shows where you guys invented it? No, but I think think, uh, Jesus invented Christmas. That's true. (laughs) And he was Swedish. Yes. (laughs) Little known fact. Little known fact. Swedish Jesus. Well, no, I think it was an adapted Norse... Uh, winter festival. No, I mean, I'm kidding. Like, we did not invent Christmas. No, no, you you guys kind of did. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was like people, they, it was a, uh, the Christian missionaries kind of co-opted an existing Nordic uh, uh, or Germanic uh, winter festival. I I always thought it fell on Saturnalia, the ancient. I feel like a lot of people have always. Saturnalia? Well, they were purposefully synced up. Yeah. Yeah. I think they've always, like, people have always celebrated, like, Mid years, harvest fests, midwinter, whatever. Fred Meisen yeah, the, was the born equinoxes in Chicago. And the, yeah, the so I think, and, the, and I think you're probably right. The Christians were like, "Oh, cool, we will." Um, make it into something. Well, that's how it always was. It's just like, it's so funny that you're already celebrating this holiday we have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look with the tree. How that's com- our thing. And this and the... the how convenient. Yeah. Wow, that's so funny. Do yeah. the Swedes sing O Tenenbaum? Is there a that's variation? That's German. I know it's German, it? but is there like a version? We we sing O Christmas tree. That's true. No. Uh, that's oh, the Yule tree? Tenenbaum. Yeah, yeah. No. No. Be and they sing to the Yule log. Is there, is there a sweet... <laughs> Gather around the log, family. <laughs> it will not burn unless we sing to it. Um, you guys sing to your wood? Is that, is that how that works? It's a long, dance, sweet tradition. We dance around the tree, though. Oh, that's fun. You do? Yeah. Do you hold hands like a maypole? Yep. Like we've, uh, I mean, I don't do it anymore because... Because you're too cool? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. No, but yeah, it's a, it's a tradition to dance around things that looks like penises. Oh. <laughs> You Swedes. <laughs> I really took a left turn. Really, you're uh, for the ruining record. Christmas. <laughs> for the record, the artist Fred Meisen, who drew the first Santa Claus art for Coca-Cola in 1930, was born in Chicago. Oh. oh. <laughs> Not well, even Chicago, close. Sweden. I, we'll see I'm you gonna, there next month. I'm going to find my alternative facts. Is there, though, a really Frederick Kimball Meisen, educated in the Chicago public school system? 
De- uh, definitely a owes nothing to Sweden. <laughs> um, is there it though? It, it says it here. You sure it's it, not like University of Miami, Ohio? No, 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 no. Actually, <laughs> like University, University of Chicago, Sweden. Stockholm. Hey. Spent his summers in the West with his father. Western Alps. You're wrong. It says here Haddon Sundblom. She's looking at Swedish Wikipedia. Right. It's full of lies. Wikisweedia. Uh, don't go, don't go on there. That's Wikisweedia. Wikisweedia. <laughs> it's all lies. Look like, this guy up. It's all lies Swedes invented the atom. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Well, we did. We like did have invented the everything. Nobel Prize, though. We are all direct descendants of the sun god. No, it's but... a picture of three Swedes on the moon um, with the Swedish flag. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Armstrong. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's my favorite time of the year. and uh, But I want Matthew to correct himself, right? Jesus, are we not going to be able to record this show until <laughs> you have your satisfaction? Matthew, don't uh, anger a Swede with a log nearby. <laughs> so in 1930, artist Fred Meisen painted a department store Santa in a crowd drinking a bottle of Coke. The ad, this is from uh, the Coca-Cola Company's website. Not Wikisweedia. No. <laughs> uh, the first Santa ads use a strict looking clause in the vein of Thomas Nast. Uh, and then that, there we bring in Michigan born illustrator Haddon Sundblom, mm-hmm. Sundblom to develop advertising images using Santa Claus, showing Santa himself, not a man dressed as Santa. Important distinction. Okay. Yeah, all right. This is uh, not that interesting anymore, but, but uh, I just want to say, yes, we did invent. Yeah. Yay, Michigan. All yeah. right. Yeah. Go blue. Hail to the victors. Valiant. Hail to the conquering heroes. Hail, hail to Michigan. I'm kind of an Ohio State My grandparents met at the University of Michigan. My dad went. Really? Yes. You know what? We should have. We should roll dice like Ohio State. We should have done a <laughs> That's secret why I got Santa. Big red. We should have done a secret Santa with the six of us. I would have uh, been fun. That would have been fun. Oh, well, oh, next, well. Maybe next Christmas. You know, no. what you would have gotten Troy. Smelly soup. <laughs> yep. Thank you for not bringing that this week, by the way. Uh, it actually it's... smells. Now it just smells like bo and sadness. <laughs> <laughs> like normal. That was right. back to normal. I'm very used to that. Actually, it's sad. <laughs> I'm sorry, but not from me. We've but apologized from... on numerous occasions. Uh, last week. I want to say you almost died, but honestly, I don't know. Is anyone going to die in Starfinder again? Like, the only no. way someone died is because you guys shot a starship <laughs> weapon at her in trying to kill in a completely overpowered, underplay-tested boss of book one. We did kill it. You did kill it. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I just think... Well, you, you know how have we to have, have seven combats in a day for someone to, to, right. to use all their resolve to the point with where no, they're going to die. With no ability to rest. That said, I hear... This is a deadly adventure path, so I keep I keep pushing the envelope, being like, oh, this might be it. But if you get 19 resolve points, you know what I mean? I just don't see... I, I, maybe we're, we're, we're missing no, something. We only something have four. Is, well, to me, that's 19. I have five. We're going to get to the point where you're going to be forced to do multiple combats in one day and not doing rest, and that's when someone's that going to That's die. when it gets dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we don't have a lot of... Right now, we don't have a ton of healing available anyway, apart from Preska and me. And those three Mark II serums. now we have the serum. Right. The Sera. Now tell me this, because I've, I've never built a Starfinder character, so I'm, I'm coming in uh, without, without enough knowledge. Do, do you have powers that you can use by burning a resolve point? Not Dax. I but do. I know some you classes do. do, yeah. But you just you just don't use those powers, right? I've used it you have? multiple okay. times on the show before. Okay. Mac, didn't, you? Didn't Meishun use one last week? Didn't you cast a spell from your... Spell caches are not uh, using Something Resolve. Different. Oh, I thought you were said, I'm going to use a point of Resolve to do this. Oh, no. Yeah, I would think most players would just hoard them. I'll like, nah, just won't use that ability unless, you know, I know it's the last fight of the day. It's a little better now, but at first level, I tried it and it worked. And so I can share pain. Uh, so I can reduce the damage to me done uh, up to my mystic level and deal it to, your, to a foe. Yeah. So, which is great, but I have to spend a resolve point to do it. And for one point of damage, because your mystic level was not really worth it. But now it's three points. Well, so. I hear people die. So, uh, well, here's the thing. I'll keep trying. Here's the thing. Resolve is going to go up. You're going to get to a certain point where a quarter of your resolve is two points just to stabilize. That's a good two point. Two points just to wake up. Right. Um, and you're going to have more resolve, so you're going to be more inclined to use it because you're going to unlock better powers. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe maybe you die at more mid-levels or something. You know, and I'm also thinking is like you're down and out. It, it's not going to be uh, very many occasions that I come and attack you while you're already down. 
but you might get caught in an AOE after you already oh, burned yeah. your resolve. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of what some, do the rules. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, sure. And do the rules say like what happens if you have zero hit points and you're unconscious and you take damage that isn't massive damage? Yeah, I don't know. I, I assume if you, find that if you used your resolve already and then you get hit again, you probably just return to you dying. You just return to dying. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. I don't know. These are things we'll have to look up Question. maybe today. I have a question, or rather, an advice. Like I needed advice on it. Uh, I'm currently no. I have basically no stamina, uh, but I only have one resolve point. But I am full on hit points now, thanks to Kreska and Frizz and my own healing. But um, should I burn my last resolve point to get my stamina back? How many stamina do you have? Zero. Well, when it's full. Twenty-one. You should spend it because then you'll be way far away from death. Yeah, I would. I would spend it. Absolutely. What I'm saying is though, it's if, Krampus. I just want to know though if I lose all my HP again and go goes down to zero. But well, I can, I like, can either I or Kreska can stabilize you if you're not able to do it. Like I can make a medicine check with okay. my med kit, or she can. I have a spell. I'm, I was spell just wondering. Um, I can do it from distance. Can I still use a resolve point? Or did you? Need, it was something like, do you have to have a couple left or something to to? No, you only need one. But if if you, it's much better. I think I agree with Grant. It's yeah. much better to get the twenty one HP essentially now. Yeah, twenty one's huge. Twenty one stamina now than to have one point to stabilize later and it's, just place Matt. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> then I'm. Just we're not gonna, in any immediate danger. No. So right while now. so while we were doing, uh, Tumsy was reading that thing, mm-hmm. and we were taking. Uh, I'm going to spend my last resolve point then to get my stamina back because i have a bad feeling that troy is gonna jump us yep yeah and not in a good way that well, would be very true <laughs> that would be very true <laughs> speaking of uh tumsy he Tumsy-y. he reads uh, you know he finds fragmentary notes that talk about paying respect you know a lot of it he said it has eroded away so he's trying to piece things together on the obelisk talks about messengers from beyond how much more beyond can you get than Castrovel, but then again, this was written centuries ago. An academy and, quote-unquote, interpreters of the beacon. But then the one full sentence, and it isn't even a sentence, but the, like the one full phrase that seems connected together, said, Loskialua, Monastery of Starsong, Embassy of the Spheres, and Temple of the Twelve. I don't often do this. In fact, I've never done it. You want to know the name of book two? Yes. Yes. Temple of the Twelve. Oh. <laughs> oh. Shun, shun, so let's go there. Shun, shun, I figured shun, it was shun. either the name of the next AP or a lost Zeppelin album. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be one of the two. It does sound like a lost Zeppelin the, album. What was the book of the first one? Oh, it's the name of the first book. Uh, Incident at Absalom Station. Incident at Absalom <gasps> yeah. Station. Read it, Matthew. No. <laughs> oh, I thought we were supposed to do that. <laughs> no, I had to download the sound set. Um, Temple okay. of the Twelve. Could you say this one more time? This stuff before the Temple of the Twelve. Loskialua. How do you spell that? L O S K I A L U A. Loskialua. One word. A L A. One word. B A. And what is it? A place? A person? It's nothing you've ever heard of. Um, There's no context. It's just a name. Yeah, it's in a, a capital room. L. Okay. Maybe it's a place. Maybe it's a name of a group, a tribe. And it's the Monastery of the Star Song, Embassy of the Spheres, Interpreters of the Beacon, Messengers from Beyond? Luskialua, Monastery of Star Song, Embassy of the Spheres, and Temple of the Twelve. Got it. So those four things are somehow all connected. And the, it seems like... We would gather that the the Loskialua, those three things, Monastery, Four. Starsung, uh, Embassy of the Spheres. And Temple of the Twelve. Temple of the Twelve were run by the messengers from beyond? Yeah, then and you're, the interpreters you're, of the beacon? Great, you're reading too much into it. I don't okay. know. I can't. I, I don't know. Maybe that's what Shun thinks. Okay. That's what Shun thinks. Yeah. You know that there were elves here oh a long time ago, and then they just disappeared. Can I do, can Frist do a culture check to see what language Loskilua might be derived from? Mm-hmm. Uh, 19. 19. It is definitely Elvin. And then Tumsy would tell you, yeah, oh, okay. Tumsy, yeah. Uh, perhaps, perhaps Loskilua is the forsaken city. Perhaps this is where we are heading. I think Friss is a little annoyed with Tumsy. 
<laughs> not because he's annoying. But because he's jealous. Because he has an annoying voice and oh. everything. Yeah, he's because he's jealous. Because he's like, it's just like a little furry person doing all the knowledge checks, figuring out everything. That's my job. Riding on the back of another character. <laughs> yes. You're doing my bit. <laughs> You're like There's the, a new friss in town. The, the Carlos Mencia of this sci-fi universe. <laughs> if you'd like, Dr. Frisch, maybe I could teach you some Elvin. And then eventually you'll be able to contribute no, no, as well. It's okay. I will learn it on my own. I've done it all on my own. I don't need your help. I'm happy You're to teach you. You're this guinea pig gerbil thing, whatever you are. I, I mean, I'm happy to teach you. If it's any <laughs> consolation, Doctor, perhaps he does not have unspeakable trauma in his past. Ask him. You have unspeakable trauma in your past. Uh, no, no, no. I've had a pretty good life. You come out on top. <laughs> I don't know if that makes me a winner or a loser. <laughs> you know what, Dr. Fish? There are lots of things you can do that I can't. I can't fire a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look as snappy in a lab coat as you do. I feel like you're patronizing me now. I, I am absolutely not. I am praising you to remind you that everyone has different talents. I speak Elvin, and you do stuff too. All right, all right. You just stay in your lane. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Dr. Friss, you can ride in my backpack if you want. (laughs) And I don't mean that in a sexual way. (laughs) I have a a literal backpack. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you can ride in my backpack (laughs) any day. That's an aircoy for doing it. (laughs) If this were a visual medium, there would be no confusion. Yeah, which which of the seven sexes of Maracoy has a backpack? (laughs) The facilitator. There definitely is one. Oh, the marsupial one? Yeah. That, like, holds the baby? The the receptor? The receiver? Something like that. Yeah. The facilitator? I I definitely know. The receiver of memory? But I'm not going to tell you right now because... (laughs) Well... Show me. Show me instead. On his own time, Friss has at least loaded up a... Uh, common to Elvin Dictionary and he's in his free time he's studying his phrase book that's outdated <laughs> <laughs> which you have way, the latest edition <laughs> which way to the library uh, alright so you feel as if whatever was going on here you weren't the first people to come yeah. someone something not forearmed, as Meishan figured out from that Tornestic suit. It was a, a humanoid. It was here with a, what was it, a Frostbite Class Zero rifle? Yep. Um, pretty sweet weapon. A cred stick with 290 credits. This, this isn't like a, a lost elf, you know, that just, like, through the centuries uh, died, was eaten by the Brassinea. He wouldn't have uh, 290 credits. Did you say the modern was weapon? Blood on the suit? Uh, no, just torn apart. How the, can we do you have any sense of like how long it's been here, with uh, along with the tracks? Like the, yeah, uh, roll survival. Now you saw the tracks recently, so twenty six survival, ninety nineteen. Uh, twenty one. Yeah, it looks like this happened uh, within the past four or five days. But there's no blood. Yeah, I have a theory that it got swall- swallowed whole and then got spit out. Any evidence of that? Um, I mean, you do see bite marks all over the rifle uh, that ruptured the battery. So maybe, yeah, maybe. I'm wondering if this if this guy removed his suit for some reason to try to. It looks like how he escaped. It got stuck on the teeth, and maybe yeah. it's torn. It could have been spit out, and he's still alive. I don't know. There might have been a rainfall too that washed away the blood. Right. You know, it, it, someone Is was wearing this, works? was eaten, <laughs> and died. That's all. You you feel pretty confident about that. Be, I agree. All right. Okay. Well, uh, before we move on, can you clarify the? Because I don't remember from last week the uh, what was the the state of the weapon, the the zero rifle? Yeah, the the battery, the rifle, whole rifle had been gnawed on, and the battery had been ruptured. Um, it just needs a new battery. The rifle oh, should work fine. It's got some scuff. It's got a little character yeah. on it. So probably the battery acid, like the Brassinea didn't like it, and so spit the whole thing out. But the battery had already been ruptured. So I can clear out the battery and just slap it a new battery? Slap a new battery. Dax, let me see that battery. Uh, would mend work to fix this? 
battery. You tell it me. It would be empty. I'm not sure. I don't think Repairs, so. damage, objects, and constructs are scoring 1d4 hit points. If the object has the broken condition, this condition is removed. If the object is restored to at least half its original hit what, what happens is by rupturing it, it's lost all its charges. Yeah. So Mend isn't going to give it its charges sure. back. I just want to... Fi- yes, you can absolutely fix it so that it can be recharged later, for sure. Mission magically fixes the battery. It's empty, but I think you have something to charge it. Yes, I can recharge it as we move. Uh, you still have time today uh, to move forward. Uh, this is day two. I am concerned. Passed your check. I am concerned, PG. You look worn out. If we encountered anything too dangerous, you might be put in a terrible situation. I do not wish to hold up the party, though. Like, so we move forward then. I uh, I think we should. I do not want to waste time and waste our waste our uh, protection. Okay. Well, make sure you protect yourself. Um. You, uh, well, I will try. Don't fail your will saves. Because <laughs> no, none of us will protect you, and we, we should. Away. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we should be doubly careful because, besides all of the incredibly dangerous flora and fauna, as we've seen, there is also someone out yes. there with a rifle that's trying to kill us. Do me a favor and do not disturb the jungle unless necessary. By, you know, trying to get the figs down the trees and stupid things like that. Mayshan. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Meishan rolls her eyes back so hard she hurts her neck and has to see a chiropractor. She just asked you to respect the jungle. Um, exactly. I'm simply trying to survive out here. Maybe you could take a few tips, or maybe you'd like to go back to the engineering. Right. Okay, okay. These creatures that attacked us, PG, they did not show respect for the jungle themselves. They are purely evil creatures. They would not respond to a simple gesture of peace. Right, but it's... We must be on the lookout. It would be great if we can go unnoticed, like Gandalf would say, as they went through Moria. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Perhaps our presence would be on... I'm so excited to make that reference. That little laugh. Uh, Uh, It is a three-day journey to the other side. Uh, (laughs) Yes! um, Can we inspect this obelisk some more? Is there any kind of secret door? Is it something we go inside? Is it anything like that? Uh, Yeah, Uh, you know, if you spend some time just looking around, it doesn't appear to be any any way of getting in. So it's just kind of a marker. Yeah, a beacon. A beacon of hope. Uh, (laughs) Do we know which, which direction we're going in now? Yeah, now that you see the rune obelisk, you look back at Zahn's notes, and you know that away. That away. Yep. And the All next right. thing, we think that the next thing that awaits us is the, the plague warden, the statue. You would think so. Like, that's the next big beacon. According uh, to his Yeah, that notes. you're looking for. Yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, what you know right now is if that does exist, it's going to be in that direction, and it's just endless jungle do we between have a, you and that. Do we have a physical copy of the book, do you think, or is this something we're reading off? Like a pad. You have just the annotated version uh, from uh, Alabians 21.2. Like, I printed out the nuts and bolts for you, but you do have more than that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like... Having like a, pieced it all together, like, spent time with it, that's... Yeah, this I is mean, what giving you the, the better uh, sense of where to go. No, 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 but I mean, do we have, like, a physical book? No. We don't. No. It's all... In the, okay, yeah. all right. What do you say, Captain K? Should we continue on until nightfall? Yes, let's push on. All right. PG seems rearing to go. Yes, no, we'll let us, let's continue. Uh, Dax will start walking through the underbrush and just I sort of leading the way. I do not fear death. When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA Safe Pilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA Safe Pilot. Restrictions apply. So you push on, and eventually night falls, although out here in the jungle, day and night tend to blend in the thicker areas uh, when it's dark, at times when it shouldn't be dark. Um, But you find a good area to camp for the night. Oh, perfect. Yes! What's everybody's (laughs) mindset here when you sit down to camp? It's the end of day two, um, and it's been eventful. 
Uh, day day one was pretty quiet, but day two involved a Yark stampede, a Kaukariki attack, and a Vrasinea attack. But you also discovered the Rune Obelisk. Dr. al Nuaf told you it's probably going to take about 10 days. If you don't get lost, you've already got lost to get to this Forsaken City, if it even exists. Perhaps the Forsaken City is Los Kialua. What's everyone's mindset as you sit down to camp tonight in this vast, dark jungle? Meishan feels very, very isolated and perhaps lonelier than she ever has because she's back on her home planet, but she's in the middle of the jungle with these awful creatures. And the, awful screaming we're, birds. We're sitting right here. Can't all, get a... All the, all, all the figs in the world had nothing to eat. Um, but she feels she feels awful because she's on her home planet. She can't really reach out to her dad but, but beyond that call she did. Uh, she certainly doesn't feel capable enough, especially after seeing the rest of her group, even if they wanted to join her, to go uh, kind of raid um, or try to figure out where she was being held before and, and close that loop. So... She's hoping something amazing lies in this jungle or else this just feels like a big waste of time to her. I mean, outside of saving this faculty member's life. Mm. Uh, I think Friss is, on one hand, like I said, like he's excited to, like he spent his entire life in the trench on Akaton and and in in uh, school and on Absalom Station. And so he's all the stuff that he studied his whole life, being on Castrovel in the jungle Seeing all this stuff that he's studied his whole life is really exciting, but he's also like seeing how dangerous it can be, and you know. But the fact that he's like being actively hunted by this crime boss uh, <laughs> makes the fact that like anywhere he goes is going to be dangerous. So he's kind of accepted that. But he's also at the back of his mind, he's wondering. He is worried about the person who fired that shot, and almost in a paranoid way, he's like thinking, "It's like could this have something to do with Hush?" Yeah, and that's got to be a bummer. You think you come all the way out to the middle of this jungle where no one is allowed. Yeah. And even a gunshot from a tree, your first thought is, Hush. Yeah, because I know that's the kind of reach that he has. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I figured I'd try to get as far away as I could and, and and take my chances, but it seems like... It's a classic Hush MO, start a dinosaur stampede. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right over his enemies. That's right. You cross, you cross Hush. <laughs> It's going to start a stampede in your face. Stampede your families. <laughs> families, friends. <laughs> Stamp on their businesses. Uh, what about Dax? Dax is, I think, well, he's very excited at the opportunity to be out adventuring, like truly adventuring and seeing this beautiful place. I think I said a couple weeks ago that he is really taken aback by the greenery and the sheer life and the biodiversity of a jungle like this. He's never seen anything like it. His whole life has just been stark, gray, mechanical, and rock. You know, and that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he's pretty inspired by all of that, but he is, he knows that he has to be on his guard. And he also knows that the point of this whole mission in his mind is to beat astral extractions to this knowledge whatever this knowledge is because it may be some sort of alien weapon or something like that ancient alien weapon uh and the fact that they're interested in it means he's interested in it and he wants to oppose this uh, as much as possible and in in thinking about this what I, what I imagine he does i think he probably sits there when it's not his watch and he probably just flicks through uh, like constantly flicks through it at like lightning speed, exact memories of the things that he has been through so far uh, in this particular adventure in this part of the story ever since he got off the the shuttle. So you have an identity memory as as an android. That's what I say. Yeah, I yeah that's know. what I was going to ask you. Is that your that's uh, my interpretation take. of it? Yeah. That's my interpretation on it. Is like why would he not have like data banks that are and you know maybe every once in a while he has maybe like dumps, with the, but like the the kind of. The, the hybridization of organic and machine, maybe there there is some kind of like crossover there that you wouldn't have it, but I don't know. Right, but this is where I think, this is where it comes in with the woman whose face is faded and a memory that's incomplete, like he's just not used to yeah. that. So there is a mix there of the organic and the, and the mechanical, but uh, I, I only bring it up to, sorry Grant, what's up? 
Oh, no, I just love the idea of you having eidetic memory because you were a pilot on these extraordinarily long routes. So even with computer aid, you would like know exactly where to go and how to turn and where to shift and where you'd be careful where the meteor field was. So I love that for your character, but maybe not all androids have it. Right. That's that's the thing is he doesn't know what all androids have. He was kept so isolated in so many ways. And I think that was by design. It's to keep them from talking to each other, from learning from each other and everything. So as he's like flipping through these, these scenes he's trying to pick up every little clue something that was said about astral extractions or something that was said about this professor or something that was said about uh the the uh, this continent in general and he he's as he's going through zip 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 all of a sudden he gets to something that is like didn't register the first time as we uh enter into that bar and we're supposed to meet this guy and then uh, or, or we're supposed we're lying he lies about meeting this guy his bluff check fails this dude pushes a button walks outside all of a sudden it's like boop, 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 boop. we're going through this whole fight and then he just all of a sudden picks up something which he hadn't picked up before in his re-examination of the memory and he hears Mei Shun going initiate Omega protocol or what did you say? Initiate yeah, Omega Protocol. Omega Protocol. Initiate Omega Protocol, and then just like murdering a, a dude that was fleeing. And at the time, he sort of was not involved in that part of the fight. He was focusing on this other dude, and he's just kind of like, "What was that?" And he's trying to go through his memory banks for Omega Protocol. He's got nothing, you know. Beep beep. Nothing. Nothing. And yeah, he's like, I don't know. He might have to talk to Mayshun about it. Mm. What about PG? You've had a rough day. Yeah. Rough first day of school. I think PG has had a rough coming back to life past three weeks or whatever it's been. Um, I think, so I don't know if you guys remember, but a couple of weeks back in the bar, she got really sick. Uh, mm. But that was probably more of a mental mental issue. And then, um, you know, because it's basically she's been asleep for 100 years coming back. And I think initially she had some sort of reborn uh, power of like confidence and re- like going back to her roots and being very like I know what I'm doing I feel very competent and then eventually it's like her brain is thawing from the cryo and memories are coming back from what happened to her uh, so and yeah so she's not dealing with that really well and I think also this this these incidents that happened now in the in the jungle she got poisoned um, she really nearly got murdered. Um, that's really affecting, you know, everything, especially her confidence. I think she is not, she feels like she's not ready for this at all. This is a completely new world to her. She has no knowledge of it. She has no understanding of it. And everything from her back, her back, like her, I don't know, her memories are all getting worse and worse and nightmares and nightmares. And so I think... PG is, but she's taking a liking to little Tumsy. I think she looks, sees him as a little cuddly animal. And so I think she, <laughs> with his, you know, permission, I think she starts to stroke him a little bit, like trying to, I don't know, calm herself by, by touching him, uh, talking to him, trying to just, you know, have philosophical conversations with him. Letting him in your backpack. Yep, exactly. <laughs> he is a distinguished scholar. Yeah, but I think... Yeah, I don't know. She has a. She's starting to get a weird attachment to him. Captain, what's your. Uh, do you feel like you're really in charge of this group? Um, I think they have some. She, I, I don't think Kreska sees herself as a kind of a dictator, but kind of as a, uh, a, a, a benevolent manager. Hmm. <laughs> she would wear. She would wear the same uniform as everybody. This were a base, This would be a baseball team. You're a, pe- you're a player's coach. A player's coach. <laughs> um, Real players. <laughs> that guy Grant yeah. Johnson. <laughs> He's like Jimmy Johnson. He's nothing like Barry He's like Switzer. Barry Switzer. <laughs> He's like Barry Switzer. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, but I think Kreska is going to try to spend much of this time at night meditating and try to kind of shut out the immensity of the world around us and try yeah. to reach out into the quiet of the void beyond the monkeys. Outside <laughs> of, you know, being meditative, and you've explored that a lot, the particular question, which may be alluded to, but I've been curious about, 
is a lot of people who are institutionalized or get out of a prison after a while feel overwhelmed by the world around them and not having the regimented day. Now, your day was so thoroughly regimented with the food and the block, and Meishan doesn't know this, but Grant's interested. Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Do you feel totally in control of being able to, like, navigate through the world with a relative degree of freedom? I think, I mean... This is not new. I mean, as soon as the the whole my my concept of the, of what we've interacted with in the world is everything is immense, right? Like the Absalom Station is just full of activity and people and sounds and sights that I think she had to adapt very quickly. I think it takes an immense amount of effort, and hence the meditation. Like that's how she keeps herself centered. But does she cry on the inside? No. Oh. No. <laughs> okay. Good to know. <laughs> And Tumsy, for his part, is just... Let's uh, not forget him. He's just, like, leaning up against a tree, uh, writing furiously in a journal the whole night while you guys are setting up. What are you writing, Tumsy? If you don't mind us asking. Oh, I, I don't mind at all. I'm just collecting my thoughts. I want to have a written record of all that I've seen because maybe someday I can produce a journal that is far more advanced than anything that Zahn ever wrote. Sense motive. Okay. <laughs> okay, you can sense my motive. Sense it. Sixteen. What do you Sixteen. Got? What do you got? As far as you know, I'm telling the truth. <laughs> Not spying on us is what I'm asking. Uh, he, he seems like he's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, or he's an amazing liar. You know, and not even put it past him. Not everyone who's listened to this show has listened to Giant Slayer and known all your other secondary kind of NPC characters. <laughs> thing. This one is by far my favorite. You like Tumsy? I, I am, Tumsy really I am gets in you. love with Tumsy. <laughs> I would love a Tumsy like little fluffy doll. I, I'd love to hang out with Tumsy when I was feeling sad. I'd love to talk to That's him. That's what I'm talking about. PG is yeah. just really into it. <laughs> I totally agree with you, Ellie. I just, I'll, I'll write something special about you, Mason. <laughs> In my book. I don't care for him. (laughs) (laughs) Friss's contempt for Tumsy is bleeding over to my own personal opinion. (laughs) I don't care for Job. (laughs) (laughs) She gets off on being withholding. (laughs) Well, you wake up the next day and you realize you've got another one of these friggin' days ahead of you. But all the resolve points are back. But all your resolve points are back. All hey. your spells and abilities are recharged. You got HP. You got SP. You got RP. Are you still down on uh, HP? Nope. Now I'm fully recovered. You're full down. Okay, However, I, I'm still um, I'm still um, uh, sluggish. Sluggish? No. Slu- what's the what was the condition? Sluggish. sluggish. Yes. So sluggish. Sluggish. If if you sleep under the stars again tonight, you will resolve your sluggish condition. Um, also, permadeath would resolve it. Teacher, teacher, we didn't turn in our homework. How many hours do we reduce from our armor? Teacher, uh, teacher, please make so us all reduce 12 hours. You, on day one, you had to reduce 12 hours. On day two, you have to reduce 12 hours. By the end of day three, you'll have to reduce another 12. And this is the beginning of day three. This is the beginning of day three. And honestly, it passes rather uneventfully. Maybe a oh. fig... Or uh, another uh, weird Castrovellian fruit will come flying at your head from time to time, and you look up and you just see one of the Kakariki's tails like go up into the canopy, just disappear into the treetops. But other than that, it's a pretty boring day. Can I ask a Tolkienian question? Yeah. Is it a fig or a Castrovellian equivalent of a fig? I mean, I think it's a fig. Yeah. I mean, I know that probably there would be like a Galarian. kind of plants on this planet because of the the movement of the elves. Sure. Like, so. Yeah, the way they describe it, it's a Relyrian fig, so I just think it's a fig that's oh, native to the area. A, okay. Um, but it might have, the, the, the original, its ancestors might have been brought here by the elves. Right, right, right. Okay. That's what I, that's the way I interpret it. Um, I think we should really get into it, though. I don't want to move. <laughs> I want to move forward without knowing. I, I really, I wanna, I'm really curious. I, I think the Swedes it. brought it here, just I, like Christmas. <laughs> Swedes invented it. That's a guy Fig from Newtons. Michigan. Oh God, I can't. Sir Fig Newton. <laughs> uh, I regret that. Sir Fig Newton. Sir Fig Newton. That was good. Uh, let me ask you this: What kind of progress did you guys make today? Let's roll a survival check. Oh dear. Oh, boy. Uh, oh dear. Everyone but Mayshun can aid. If they are lucky enough to aid. And who's rolling the check? Uh, Who has the highest bonus? I think Matthew does. No. I think it's Friss. Friss. Oh, I have a plus eight. I have plus seven. 
Oh, okay. I will be making the check. I'll, I'll aid you. I'll aid you, and I, I'm succeeding. Okay. Uh, I fail at aid. Good wow. thing I didn't roll. Ooh. I made the aid. Plus four. Oh, Dax aid. Plus six, because you get two from Alavians. Okay. Uh, so that's 29. Holy smokes. You Actually, I gave you a plus four, right? Uh, plus two. Plus two. Sorry. Yeah. Plus two. Uh, but you succeed. Nicely yeah. done, good day Chris. Three. Good day three, everybody. Good, good day good, three. Good day, team. Yeah. Good job. Um, and how many days were, how many, how many hours worth of, uh, charge did we have in our first? So 36 hours should be gone now because yeah. day three, uh, is coming to an end. And what was it for what every level? One now, day per level there. of armor. So 24 hours times. Oh, so we're, uh, so I'm back to my actual suit of armor, not my. Well, you burned it, so you could have. I had a level one suit arm. That was my. That was my uh... first one. Oh, okay. Oh, no, level, no, level two. I have another. I have another twelve hours. Okay, because yeah, you could at any point be like, you know what? I'm gonna shut off my environmental protection, and for the last four hours, I'm gonna roll fortitude saves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're choosing you know, to do it that way. Wait, twelve, twelve per level in the armor. Right, so, twenty-four okay. per 12, level of the armor. Twenty-four. Per, oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so level five doing. armor would be great for ten days, but you've already lost half an hour. We brought our second suits of armor. Our, I don't need your life story. Our original armor is still <laughs> fine. The is, first ones we're wearing still fine. It's only been 36 hours. Yes. And yeah. so we got another 12 hours to go. Right. Is the third night also uneventful? Well, as you get deeper into the jungle, <laughs> the canopy above is making night and day now completely indistinguishable. So you're losing time trying to figure out how... Wait, how long have we been going? Maybe I, I feel like it's. I feel like it should be light, more light, and it's dark, and now it's light again. It's like the Mirkwood. That's why I wanted to... I want to PG to climb up one of the trees to see if she can see. You climb up and, because you have a climb speed, right? So you yeah. take your time to get up there and you, you realize at a certain point that it's so choked above you, you can't even get through. Hmm. And the Kaukarikis are still following you and harassing you as you go. Now, even though it cools off at night, sleeping in this climate after long days of trekking through the jungle terrain, you're all getting a little punchy. You get a little jungle punchy, and you're waking up feeling like you didn't sleep a wink. Oh, I could I could uh, use a little jungle punch. A little jungle punch. <laughs> yeah. I, would love I, I know, right, right now. now. Jungle punch. Planters <laughs> punch. Every noise you hear, rather than becoming accustomed to the strange sounds, like when you go camping, you're like, oh, it's just a, it's just a bird. Nope, not me. Yeah, not me. It's making night you feel. one. I hear any sound, and I'm like, "That's the bear that's going to kill There's me." There's the bear every time. I should have scrubbed the picnic table <laughs> of all that cheesesteak sauce. <laughs> uh, well, it, 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 I make so many cheesesteaks over the campfire. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come to a real Poconos campout. Right? <laughs> just, just put cheesesteak on a stick and hold it over the fire. <laughs> just like drizzle whiz on it. <laughs> bears don't know what whiz is. Well, every sound is the making. The bears have come for the whiz. <laughs> Even it's the a, it's a it's a Philly. Uh, a uh, s'more. They call it Philly s'more. We call it Philly s'mores. Yeah. Uh, every sound, even the the steeliest among it's you. It's garlic bread. It's good. <laughs> Texas toast with meat and and whiz drizzled all over it. That's an abomination. It's an affront to God Himself. <laughs> it's it's not even whiz. They just hand out blocks of uh, hydrogenated oil. <laughs> You're not feeling great. Is the point? Uh, Were even, you after eating that? <laughs> yeah, you've eaten a ton of cheesesteaks and. There's noises everywhere. You're getting cheesesteak punchy. You're sick. You're sick to your stomach and afraid. Why did I eat three of them? I've had that exact thought. And was that a bear? Oh my God. We're all out of rations now. I told you we should have taken those figs. Well, day three luckily is is uneventful, but you don't. You sit. You, I guess you go to bed all with the feeling like. How the hell are we going to do this for another week or so? Yeah, this is getting shitty. There's not going to be a you know a Holiday Inn Express anywhere out here, so you all have to realize you have to dig deep. And some of you know that like your armor situation isn't great, and you're going to have to change to perhaps a lesser armor. Is that what you want to do? As the dangers of the jungle perhaps get greater, or do you want to take your chances and start rolling some fortitude saves? Well, I'm on the lesser armor. I for I I uh, you started with the lesser. I started with that's cool. I like it. Well, PG like on the other hand, I mean, as she wake up on she wakes up on day four, her sluggishness is gone. Yeah. Ah, yes, that's right. Her sluggishness is gone, along with thirty six hours. PG, how are you feeling? I, for the first time, I do I do feel like 
I do feel like I can uh, finally, finally breathe, even I though uh, I, uh, I have a very sensitive skin, so I feel like everything here is making me <laughs> awful, feel awful. Mm. <laughs> I thought she was going to say, even though I've... I've got the cheesesteak shits. <laughs> so, something awful. If, it's, if no, you eat nothing but cheesesteak and figs, you're oh, going to be a bit sluggish. You're going to have a bad time. Like a paleo. Um, paleo I feel better than I've ever felt, but I've been I, in a brush. I have prepared <laughs> some... Low these past hour. I have prepared some music cues for some jungle-themed music cues. Oh. I feel like this is time to celebrate. Well... So I'm going to play a little jungle flute. Are you ready oh, for this? Nope. Oh, no. Oh, oh, I love it. That's actually pretty good. This is a lot better. Oh, that's good. That sets the scene for what I want to do. Okay. Give me a little more. Give me another jungle flute. You want to have an indigenous tribe come out and kill all of us? Because <laughs> that's that's the proper music to set that As up. As you look ahead from your camp. Oh, uh, Joe. <laughs> you see a flautist. A lone flautist. <laughs> <laughs> and he falls off a cliff. Naked from the waist down. It's the morning of day four. <laughs> it's Joe. <laughs> Covered in cheesesteak sauce. It's the morning of day four, and you set out following Zahn's quote unquote directions. I mean, you think that this reclining statue has to be in the way you're going. But there also has to be a party that's like, what if we're completely going the wrong way? Tumsy is not a ton of help in that regard. If you come across this, then he can probably help you out, but he is not a survivalist. You're a couple hours into the Horrifying. day. Horrifying. And, uh... You know, roll a perception check. Natural 20. Nice. 21. 14. Natural 20. Ooh. Oh. 16. Wow, what'd you get for us? 21. All right, so all of you, as you're walking along trying to navigate X, Y, and Z... You're you're walking, and there is a, a little bit of a jungle path. But then all of you kind of look back. I don't know if you look back simultaneously, but uh, eventually all kind of at the same time. And about 100 feet away or so... Grant and Joe are actually acting this really out. Acting. No, I like so it. method. I like that you're in it. You're, you're, you're all kind of at different times, but all, all, all around the same time, or one of you will see it, whoever had the highest perception, and then poke the guy next to you or the girl next to you. You see right on the path that you were walking, but 100 feet away or so, a, a really colorful plant. Oh, oh, boy. That's right on the path you just walked. The thing is, you just walk that way, oh. and you don't remember seeing any plant there. It's right in the middle of this path that you just walked down. Life science check. Yeah, roll it. Do it. Uh, 23 minus 5 the DC. 23. 25, no minus 5. 23 Eat minus it, five. skid. I want you to hate Tumsy and me. <laughs> no plant you've ever heard of. In fact, it doesn't even look like a plant. There's so many different colors, though. It's it's almost beautiful, but it it just has no reason for being there. And you were just walking there, but you don't know what it is. Detect Mandarin duck. <laughs> detect magic. Detect magic. Don't really detect any magic. That's no plant. And Friss draws his pistol from his shoulder holster. Physical. Physical science. Sure. Um, 25. 25. You need to get closer to figure out what it is. Oh, yeah, you do. But Dr. Frisk, it does appear to be breathing. (laughs) It does appear to be breathing? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. Just staring at you a hundred feet away in the middle of the path. Can I, can my blind sense pick up something like a vibration or... Or, uh, oh, it's 100 feet away, never mind. Yeah, it's only about 30 feet. Kreska is going to steeple her fingers and try to use her wildwise uh, to communicate with it. So this allow if it has an intelligence score of one or two, I can attempt a diplomacy check. This is if it's a magical beast, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I can communicate in a very general sense with animals and with magical beasts. So, um, Kreska will say, Hello there. What are you doing? Would you care to introduce yourself? You want me to roll, and I can roll diplomacy on that? Yeah, roll diplomacy. Uh, 15. 15. It's not responding. You don't know if it's because your diplomacy wasn't strong enough, or it isn't one of the categories with which you can speak. Uh, Kreska will take a step forward towards it. Okay, so you move like five feet towards it. Mm Mm-hmm. Making you 95 feet away from this thing. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was... (laughs) Make like Kirk and go boldly, Captain. I thought we were like 50 feet away from it. I wasn't listening. I was reading the wild, wise text. (laughs) Um, All right, so Kreska will take a... a, You know, we'll walk up in its direction. Kreska's going to follow like right... Yeah. Right on her heels. 30, yeah. 30 feet or so. Does it react? Not yet. Yeah. Dax is um, staying behind everybody. PG's, covering. PG can sense things and creatures uh, from 30 feet away with her blind sense, so she's going to really listen. and and Really listen. You're still 70 feet away. You only moved 30 feet closer. I, oh, okay. Kreska will keep going within, yeah. within like 50 feet of it. Yeah, once you get within 50 feet, just... <laughs> darts off into the brush and oh disappears like as fast as you saw it just like super super fast but it becomes a blur so- PG's gonna immediately take out her two guns and okay. three guns actually. Um, we must be cautious let's proceed what was it I do not know doctor you've never seen anything like it before it was alive but it was no plant can Meishan do a culture check based on Castrovellian folklore and whatnot to, like, get a sense of what this may be? Yeah. Culture? Yeah, roll culture. Yeah, I'm going to do one, too. Shoot. Uh, ten. Roll to four. Ten, yeah. Uh, twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah. What you, what you, without getting close enough to actually examine it, it's hard to determine what exactly it is, but it would make sense that whatever creatures or natural denizens of this area are going to blend in with the uh, flora or be living flora in the case of the Brassinea. This could be another, you know, plant, living plant, just watching you. But why? I feel Roll. like I didn't get enough cred for that Mandarin duck joke. It's a New York. It's a very like it's a very uh, New York mo- well, moment. Well, by the time this comes out, that'll be so yesterday's news. He's still here. Yeah. Why yeah, do you, but no why one do you make a anymore? pizza rat joke, asshole? <laughs> pizza rat was staged. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he got some uh, some great one liners about the movie Powder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a deep cut. Is that a Roman Polanski film? <laughs> I was just, Jeff Goldblum's in the movie, isn't he? I don't know. I was, just, I, I was just thinking about the actor who played Powder because someone put a, uh, a... Was that Campbell Scott? No, it was Did he uh, go to Sean Juilliard? Patrick Family. Sean Patrick Flannery. Oh. No, because somebody linked uh, to the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles and I was watching the oh, episode. Oh, right. I was watching the uh, Treaty, of, uh, Treaty of Paris episode. Oh, yeah. Wow. Let's get back to the adventure. <laughs> wow. Back to the adventure. <laughs> Grant hasn't seen something. It's not worth, it. it's not worth anything in the world. There they go again, Grant and Matthew. Oh, we're in love. <laughs> Do me a favor and roll the survival check for day four. Let's just get it out of the way. Okay. Fading. Um, I aid. I aid. I aid. Two, four, six, plus eight. Uh, it is DC 10, right? Not 15? That's 33. In Starfinder, it's 10, I believe. 33. 33? Yeah. You are right. A great day. So, I just would like to point out, sorry to interrupt, but I just noticed that Grant has another Coca-Cola today. That's Troy's, and it, but continue. No, no, I don't I don't drink that garbage. In a shameless attempt to eradicate his Dana identity, 
He has bought a Coke that says Mi Amigo. <laughs> As if that will change anything, Grant. You know what, Matthew? It's because all I desperately want for this Christmas... Aww. On the episode before Christmas it's a Is to be your friend Oh, we, we are friends, Grant We just hate each other <laughs> Don't you oh. read the Reddit? Like all real friends <laughs> Just huge sexual tension between us yeah. at all times It's true It's like so warm in here what did, you say to me? what did you say to me that day we were packing t-shirts? What did I say? Touch me Oh, Ellie was, Ellie was in the in the rafters in the champagne room, and she was just watching, listening quietly. Grant was, Grant was being sassy, and I tell him I didn't need his lip, and he, he stepped in real close to me and went, I need yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I did say that. But I did need them alone in the storeroom. That's really good. But I need yours. Oh, boy. Good job, Grant. Thank you. All right, so a good a good navi- navigation day for you. You feel a the little, path presents itself here. Yeah, a little weirded out by this thing, but uh, you know, Doctor Friss is really uh, on point with the navigation, thanks to the help of PG Kreska and Dax. So it's later that afternoon, and you're walking along this path that Doctor Friss is navigating, and you hear a weird noise uh, way, way, way up in front of you. And you see this thing again. But this time, you know that it's looking at you. Can In we fact... See, can we see eyes? Is there... You don't see eyes, we just feel thing, it. but like you can feel it's staring at you, especially now that you know it's alive. And then it starts like wriggling, maybe feeding tentacles or tendrils curiously from what you must think is its mouth and gurgling audibly and it's far away so you just hear (laughs) from again about a hundred feet away but this time in front of you I say we shoot it I don't understand why we're not shooting (laughs) prime directive Joe (laughs) yeah and it could potentially be helpful or we might piss off someone that owns it or I don't know. It's risky. Now, PG's I would complete, like to shoot it. Uh, yeah, PG's completely on deck side, <laughs> so she's say, just... Let's try what? something. Right, I agree, Captain. Let's shoot it. Uh, Chris... <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, that. How dumb do you think Kreska is? Kreska will take a, a few steps forward and then will... Be careful, Captain. ...materialize her dashko in her hand and make a kind of... <laughs> and make a kind of warning gesture. She'll be like, back away. And she can roll diplomacy. And presses on her heels again. Mm-hmm. Like, right. That's uh, going to be failed. Uh, 11 on the diplomacy. Okay. Uh, it, again, just ignores you. But you step up and make a physical motion at it. Yeah. So roll for initiative. Oh, no. Oh, no. I roll like Joe on Starfinder. It's awful. <laughs> PG? Um, I got a 20. 20 for PG. Yeah. Dr. Friss. There you go, PG. Uh, Dr. Friss, 25. 25 for Friss. Dax? 16. 16. Mishan? 4. 4. And Kreska? 14. 14. You make that motion, Kreska, <laughs> uh, oh, and it, uh, it it's taking that as an act of aggression. Dr. Friss, what do you do? It's just standing there. Uh, Friss, he's got he's got his pistol pulled out, but he like holds it up in the air. Like he steps in front of Kreska, and in Casservalian, he says like, "No, no, we are friends. We are friends. We mean you no harm, no harm, no harm." In Casservalian, he says no harm. In like Castrovalian, Aslanti, common, like just every, in every language. possible language. Yeah, right. all of eight of eight of his languages. <laughs> it's just like PG. What do you do? No, well, I'm okay. PG's gonna shoot. Okay. <laughs> uh, am I fifty feet away? You are not. You're a hundred feet away. All right, never mind. So you got to move up. All right. No. Okay. Then I'll double move. I'll hold. <laughs> double probably. move and probably. jump on it. Yeah. No. Jump uh, on it. <laughs> so you hold. Yeah. Dax. But, but very ready. Ready. She guns at the ready. Yeah. Dax Master. Uh, Dax is readying an action to fire when Kreska says fire. Well, oddly enough, it's Kreska's turn. Uh, how did the creature react to uh, 
versus uh, missives. Again, no reaction. Kreska's it looks to, apprehensive. Kreska is going to... She'll sheath the Dosko, Dosko and move forward 30 feet towards it, cautiously. It's its turn. And again, <clears throat> lightning fast. Oh, I knew bolts. it, I knew it, I knew it. Into the brush. It's Meishan's turn. What's that? Into see? the brush. Mm-hmm. Can I see where it went in the brush? Uh, roll a perception check. It's way up ahead, but if you nail the perception, I can give you a little bit. Okay, not bad. Not bad, Zos. Uh, we're talking about a 16. All right, what you do see is that it's moving at an incredible speed because any shaking in the brush is now uh, well over 200 feet away from you. 100 one way, 100 the other. It's just cooking through the brush. It's gotten too far away from us. It can come back to us if it decides we can't catch up to it. Uh, but Meishan will double move towards it. Yeah. 60 feet. Yeah, you double moves towards it. And uh, you can tell, like, there's no way you're going to catch up to this thing. Right. But what is its purpose? We are being tracked. But we have no no other option. Let us proceed. Clearly. Yeah. Don't kill it. Like he turns to everybody and says, don't kill it. I want a chance to find out what this thing is first. Let's, let's run. Thing's about 12 feet long, oh, by the way. It's that big. Yeah. Wow. And you can see now, uh, Meishan, as you got, you know, you, you really had your eyes set on it as it took off. It has at least four legs and it looks like a, some sort of weird flower or like a blossom, but it's got these face ten- tendrils as well and a long tail. Tumsy, have you ever seen anything like that? I have never heard of such a creature, no, or seen. But there are there are known crazy beasts out here. <laughs> I do not know if it was friend or foe, but it has not struck us yet. Is there anything in Zahn's notes about such a creature? I can't. That's a great question. That's an excellent question. Let's let's look them over. Doesn't look like it in the end. Yeah, it doesn't. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it looks like Zan's notes talk about probably the Aruks, these huge stampeding creatures. It talks about the sting bats, which you now know are the Kaukarikis, but nothing about this. Um, For now, it seems to run off if we get close enough to it. It's uh, keeping its distance. It's not hostile open yet. Let's give it a chance. It did grow more bold and step in front of our path. But I agree. We should not harm it until we have to. I think that perhaps it will grow more aggressive the closer we get to whatever it may call its home. As strange as it may seem to us. Dax is just going to kind of like lean up and into PG's ear. She's got a good foot on him, maybe even a little bit more, and he's just going to kind of whisper, I think we should shoot it. (laughs) 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 She she nods and she's like, I'm right there with you, Dex. Perception. (laughs) He's just going to be like, like, keep keep an eye on them. They they are too trusting. No, they're scholars. They're academics. Stupid. You're far too trusting. <laughs> I am um, 25 on perception. You were saying the thing I was trying to listen into. What? You <laughs> 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 were trying to perceive your conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> we're just having fun. She really heard you trying to listen in, though. She heard me, she wow. heard me listening. But I do, I do like this idea. It's like Dax and PG are just a little... <laughs> like, uh, they're not... I'm not interested in diplomacy. It's uh, never worked for me in the past. Of course, the guy with a rail gun and uh, yeah, an artillery yeah. laser and the monkey with three guns are going to get along. Yeah, we want to shoot it. I just All you realized. have is a hammer. Every problem is going to look like a nail. Exactly. <laughs> I just realized that Classic. Dax is kind of Jane. From Jetsons? From Firefly. Jane from Firefly. Jetson. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I was like, Tarzan, uh, Tarzan. My favorite Baldwin brother. That's yeah. not a Baldwin brother. That's not a Baldwin brother. <laughs> yeah. I thought, oh, never mind. But um, I think PG's gonna like wink, but her 
eyes are like chameleon eyes, <laughs> seen, like insect eyes. So it's gonna look kind of like weird. Uh, Hundred like, winks. Yeah, I feel like it winks, <laughs> it winks vertically. <laughs> yeah. Vertically, yeah. you can yeah. hear the winks individually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feel like a lizard. Yeah, it's kind of disgusting. Oh, but, but it's like, and then she has to explain that was uh, an agreement. I I think we should uh, we should not do what these other idiots are doing. We should kill that thing. Um, and then she says that a little bit too loud. <laughs> Everyone Ooh. hears. All right. It's, uh, it's another. Orders. Yes, I will. It's another weird day. Day one, again, uneventful. Day two, stampede, Kalkariki's resine, you find the obelisk. Day three, also pretty uneventful, but you're, you're getting more and more weirded out by the jungle. And so day four, nothing is going to help getting weirded out by just having a creature, plant-like, but also living, just staring at you, watching you. And then you move along, and it's ahead of you on the path, staring at you again, watching you, with writhing, writhing mouth tendrils, gurgling, trying, trying to talk to you. But you talk to it, and it wants nothing to do with you. So you continue on that day, day four, and up ahead you see a clearing that you think is going to be as good as any to call it a day. Another 48 hours of your suits slowly coming to an end. So that's the end of my suit. You're gonna... You 12 hours. Another 12 hours. Excuse me. Well, yeah, total another, another 48 hours. A total of 48. I love the sequel. <laughs> Nick Nolte's really good in <laughs> another, another 48 hours. Another 48 hours in the suit. <laughs> so I know... Yeah, 48 total. Kreska and Meishan probably share a glance as they see kind of the battery meter on their... Uh, shared armor they picked up at, at the station. The preservers mantle one just kind of and right at that moment <laughs> you hear duck and two thorns come flying. I knew it. At Meishun and Dax, you just feel tunk tunk in your leg. And then you start to feel really, oh no, really bad. And we'll see you next week. Oh, oh, son of a, a bitch, bitch, dude! <laughs> on a disease or something? Come on, man! Oh, two is many. Two too many. You crazy, man? Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.